Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wazner. The first topic for today is perspective. Do you have perspective? It can be hard and difficult, particularly as we are coming out of the pandemic and returning to a more normal life, whatever normal means to you. Are things different than they were? Absolutely. But not by as much as one might think. And against what are you comparing the normal to? If I compare today to being a pioneer in, say, the 1700s or the 1800s, I would much rather take today. I'm fond of indoor plumbing and the abundant food choices that we have. And if I go even further back, all my ancestors and yours lived and were attractive enough and healthy enough to find a mate and reproduce. Think about the odds of that happening. They're astronomical in many ways. Think back on all that our ancestors have had to overcome and faced over time with little or no understanding from a scientific basis of what was actually happening. Earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, floods, excessive heat or cold, lack of food, famines, wars, deadly epidemics and plagues that have swept across the globe for tens of thousands of years, if not longer. And yet here I am, and so are you. There was a global event about 70 to 80,000 years ago that nearly destroyed humanity and severely reduced the population. It was a, an eruption of a supervolcano off of the coast of Indonesia, where Lake Toba is now. The Toba eruption has been determined to be a hundred times that of Mount Tambora in 1815 that resulted in 1816 of a year without summer in the northern hemisphere of Earth. Humanity has always faced obstacles, challenges, and a variety of unique events, and we've managed to survive them. The perception is maybe it's worse today than it's ever been. I think that's false. Things are getting better, but you wouldn't know it by the news because they want to create fear and separation. Let's take a journey to the 1900s. Can you imagine being born in 1900? It wasn't a very glamorous time. There weren't paved roads. Phones and electricity were just getting started, as were automobiles. When you turn 14, World War I begins, and 22 million people die in that war held in Europe. As the war is winding down, a true pandemic hits the world. And from 1918 to 1920, 50 million people die as a result of influenza, the Spanish flu. In 1929, when you reach 29 years of age, the Great Depression starts. Unemployment hits 25%. GDP drops 25 to 30%. The U.S. and world economies almost collapse entirely until you reach the age of 33. The Second World War begins when you're 39. When you're 41, the United States joins the World War II. Between the ages of 39 and 46, 75 million people die in World War II. 
At the age of 52, the Korean War starts, and another three to five million people perish. When you reach the age of 64, the Vietnam War starts. Here in the U.S. on your 62nd birthday year, life on Earth could have ended because of the Cuban Missile Crisis, which was a tipping point in the Cold War between the United States and Russia. When you turn 75, the Vietnam War ends, and another 4 million people have died. If you think your grandparents and your great-grandparents didn't have troubles and problems, think again. How did anybody survive all of that? Life can be hard. That shouldn't be news. It shouldn't be unexpected. Humanity is always adapting to the circumstances and situations that we encounter. Keep things in perspective. The storm never lasts forever. At some point it ends and you can move on and through it. Perspective is an amazing tool. You can use it to combat concerns or worries about things that you did not start or wanted no part of. We can help each other when things go off the rails. We have choices to make. There's no time for blame or wallowing in self-pity over circumstances or situations that didn't go your way or the way that you wanted them to go. We may have to begin again or start over. Today is a new day. You can choose to be positive while looking for solutions to problems and obstacles, situations and circumstances that need attention. Remember, perspective. Things are getting better. Are there problems? Absolutely. But there are things that can be solved and resolved. I want to get back to the universal laws in this segment. The law of reciprocity says that people are driven to be even or pay back what they are given from others. Others are willing to help you achieve and accomplish your goals, dreams, and desires when you have shown a willingness to help them do the same. The most successful people are those that have helped the largest number of people to acquire the things they want. They've built up a huge reservoir of goodwill and create a willingness of others to help them. Remember and tune in to each person's favorite radio station, WIIFM, which is what's in it for me. Help them achieve or accomplish a goal and they will feel a huge pull or desire to repay and reciprocate the action. They will want to be back to being in an even state. The other place that you can see reciprocity comes from charities. They send you things that you've never asked for, a dime, a nickel, address labels, and they count on reciprocity, the law of reciprocity, and your desire to be in an even state. The next universal law is known as the vacuum law of prosperity, which says that you have to get rid of old to make space for the new. The newly created space won't stay empty for long. Nature abhors a vacuum and it will be filled with whatever thoughts you have. Make a choice to fill the newly created space by focusing on what you want. Think about Make plans and follow them.
What don't you like about your life? Are you tired of the old shoes, clothes, furniture, tablet, or other stuff? Do you have stuff that you dislike? Get rid of them. They're acting as a block to your desires, dreams, goals, intentions, and vision. Imagine how wonderful it will feel to have a new pair of shoes, clothes, furniture, or whatever you desire. Think about the infinite number of ways to earn money to get whatever it is that you desire. The universal law of sacrifice states to let go or release something of a lower nature or value, which creates a space for something of a higher nature or value to come into your life. You create a space for the benefit, value, improvement, or the good that you desire. You're gaining, not losing, when you understand that sacrifice exchanges something of a lower nature, value, or energy, for something of a higher nature, value, or energy. I'm going to share a couple of poems that I've written. The first one is Angel of Change. People say that there's much wrong in the world today. It depends upon your point of view, actions you take to facilitate the world you desire. One shouldn't listen to the news in form they don't. Push their agenda, not good for you and me. They rarely report anything good or tinged with hope. Their main goal is to pit you against me, fill you with fear and doubt so things can stay the same. Yelling and screaming don't produce change. They make the other fearful, close off any possible communication. Errors and mistakes are temporary events, can be overcome by honorable and unselfish action. There's much anger, doubt, fear, error, gossip, hate, hurt, sadness, and darkness. However, there's much love, light, compassion, Happiness, faith, joy, kindness, and peace, too. Where do you stand on the state of the world? You always have a choice. Be in the group that complains, gossips, and fosters anger, doubt, fear, and discord. Be in the group that stands on the sidelines and does nothing. Or be in the group that takes action to mirror the world of their desires and dreams. Being angry doesn't encourage serenity. Being hateful or hurtful doesn't encourage love. Being afraid doesn't encourage boldness, bravery, or courage. Being despondent doesn't encourage hope. Being doubtful doesn't encourage faith. Being discordant doesn't encourage unity. Being ill-tempered doesn't encourage cooperation. Being mean doesn't encourage kindness. Being petty doesn't encourage teamwork. Being stingy or miserly doesn't encourage generosity. Being a gossip doesn't encourage harmony. Being unforgiving doesn't encourage forgiveness. Be an agent for change. Make a conscious decision to take some daily action that encourages and fosters the world you desire. Can be done by anyone, anywhere, anytime. Be an angel here on earth. Power your life by love. See anger, foster and respond with compassion. See hatred, foster and respond with love. See darkness, foster and respond with light. See fault, foster and respond with grace and mercy. See falsehood, foster and respond with truth. 
See error, foster and respond with understanding. See doubt, foster and respond with faith. See discord, foster and respond with unity. See meanness, foster and respond with kindness. See selfishness, foster and respond with hope. See unforgiving, foster and respond with forgiveness. It's in giving that one receives. Send a blessing, a prayer, a poem, positive action or thought out into the world each day. You're a baby angel. Your wings expand and grow stronger with each random act of giving you perform. Be, a, be the leader. Cast your loving light out into the world. Others will follow because that's what humans do. Be an angel of change and love here on earth. Together, a new golden age will be born. The second poem is titled Star. You're a shimmering star. Your light shines far. To reveal you're the treasure you seek. People make promises they won't keep. Talk is cheap. What they say, what they do, don't equate. They don't have a clue. Don't get down. Keep on shining. Lead the way. Your dreams can be tossed around and upside down. Keep on moving and believing. Keep your conviction and faith. Don't lose heart. You're a shining star, a fire that burns bright to light the way. It's up to you. Trust yourself. Be bold. Ignore those that want to cover or smother your fabulous light. Keep on beaming. Don't lose sight of the fire that burns in your heart. Fan the flames. Be the brilliant light and fire that others can pursue. You're a star. It's true. Believe it and make it so. Everyone I know has asked the question, and including myself, why am I here? What is my purpose? We're here to help others and ourselves. I have gifts and talents. You have gifts and talents. Helping and being of service can be many things. You can listen to others. You can have patience. You can be persistent. You can persevere. You can show compassion, be cooperative, be collaborative. You can endure and give continued effort, have faith and trust. All of those things are a form of service to both yourself and to others. You learn that progress can be made without any obvious telltale results. You're learning that there is a bigger plan. You're surrendering to accommodate it even if you don't know what's coming. Been there, doing that. Continued effort, endurance, and persistence are among the most difficult lessons when there is an absence of any positive or forward movement or result. These lessons are not glamorous to do what is needed when it's needed, but reveal that you can be relied upon whether you shine in light or toil behind the scenes. Others see your progress and willingness to help or to be of service as you believe nothing much is changing, you're leading by example. You will graduate to a new level of effectiveness, power, and wisdom. This will look different for each person. You can expect your workload to increase and the way in which you reach others to help and be of service to evolve and improve. Opportunities that you once thought were beyond you will appear and grow. 
trust and have faith that every challenge, circumstance, decision, and situation are leading you where you are needed most in the world. Believe, know, and understand that taking risk allows for growth and you'll fulfill your destiny, whatever that may be. Be open to changes and new opportunities when they appear. You're being asked to graduate and to step up to a new level. How this works is different for everyone. It may and probably will take you out of your comfort zone, which most of us don't like. You may need to take action on one or more levels. One is you might have to let go or release someone or something. Two, you might have to move on or forward. Three, you might be asked to take charge. Four, you become a leader, not a follower. Five, you speak up. And six, you give away stuff or materials that no, that you no longer need or use. It can be one area or a combination of any of them, any of these things that will require your attention and action. You'll be empowered to seek and acquire that which is for you. That dream and desire that you've, that you've had may be coming sooner than you think. I like to write out affirmations. And I have three for you today on the subject of service and helping. I am empowered to serve in my own unique, gorgeous, and wonderful way. I am so appreciative, grateful, and thankful for the opportunities to, to be of service and help, light and love spread around the world. I call commanded man to let go and release all competitiveness, doubt, fear, impatience, judgment, and self-doubt about my ability to be of help and service. I want to share a couple of quotes. The first is from Tom Cuvet. A calm sea does not produce a skilled sailor. We cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sail. Adversity and obstacles, challenges, are not a bad thing. Adversity reveals what's important to us and what really matters. Unfortunately, pain and hurt help us grow. Bad times can help shape our foundation and allow us to grow, to expand our feelings and knowledge. Difficult circumstances build the human spirit and provide for opportunities for growth. They require right thinking and attitude genuine spirituality, and the acceptance of responsibility. From these challenging situations, we can make the choice to see the positive or the greatness in those moments. Cherish each moment of life and be appreciative and grateful for your life, no matter the circumstances. The second quote goes as follows. You cannot prevent the birds of sadness from flying over your head but you can prevent them from nesting in your hair, which is a Chinese proverb. It's okay to be sad. When sad happens, let it. Move through it until you come out the other side. Sadness is natural when we suffer the loss of a loved one or some other form of loss. It's okay to retreat to your room or look through photo albums or have conversations with other people and going through the same type of loss. Just don't linger too long in the loss. Perhaps you'll have to distract yourself from 
your sadness and loss by going to the movies or to an art museum or taking a walk in the woods or taking a bike ride. And if you're having difficulty overcoming the loss or the sadness, ask for help. We all need help at some point in our life. Which is better, blending or juicing? I've had any number of friends and acquaintances and even family members ask me that question. Generally, I prefer blending, but then I say juicing is a great option too. Most of the time, people look at me with a sour look on their face because I haven't really answered their question. Part of the answer lies in what you're trying to accomplish. Juicing concentrates the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals. You can juice more vegetables than a person could possibly eat. And most vegetables are low in sugar. And the removal of the fiber doesn't spike blood sugar. And juicing doesn't require much effort on the digestive system. The main difference between juicing and blending is that juicing removes the fiber and blending does not. There are merits to both blending and juicing. If you don't have much of an appetite, juicing is a good option to increase your nutrient density. You don't have to chew huge amounts of food. If you have bowel problems, juicing could be a better choice than blending. Now juicing fruits also concentrates sugars and that can be a problem. That's why when you're juicing it makes sense to blend both vegetables and fruits together. Juicing fruits by themselves will probably result in a spiking blood sugar level, put stress on your insulin and pancreas, as well as your cardiovascular system. I choose blending because it retains the fiber and fiber regulates how sugar is released from the fruits and vegetables. Blending uses most, if not all, of the fruit or vegetable. Nothing is thrown away. It can be, it all goes into the body. The discarded fiber from juicing may contain vital phytonutrients that are retained if you blend. Fruits and vegetables alkalize or raise the pH of the body while the digestion of protein causes the production of acid byproducts. The consumption of fruits and vegetables provides a natural, natural counterbalance to protein digestion. Now the problem with blending can be a texture issue. Initially when I started blending, I was making them very thick. And after a couple of weeks, I decided I didn't like them thick. And so I started adjusting the amounts and types of fruit that I would put in. So my blends got thinner over time, but not as thin as a juice. The marketplace is full of dehydrated vegetable and juice powders. And they're an option that I have used and tried. I tend to find that most of the juices that are commercially made are too sweet. They've added too much of a sweetener which I don't find pleasant. But you, but you can combine a commercial product and add in some fresh berries, dark green leafies, vegetables, carrots, cabbage, beets, until you come up with a recipe that you really like. Both blending and juicing are a good way to get vital, necessary nutrients 
into your body and improve your health. What works best for you will be a trial and experiment that allows you to make the best choice for your situation and circumstances. Both have merits. Well, that's the end of today's episode. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join me again next week for another episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner, and have an absolutely wonderful day and a lovely week.